Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Live from Estopan All In. It's the Bamos Marados Podcast. Powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome to the Bamos Marados Podcast on the State of Louisville Podcast Network. I am your host, Zach. And I'm Benton. Benton, we had a good weekend. We had a six point weekend. A very good weekend. Uh, that paranormal circus wasn't that bad luck like we thought after. I got to admit, after all the jokes I made, the tents actually looked pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty big, but uh, they, had, they had a big, cool looking neon sign. It kind of gave me a uh, uh, Batman Returns vibes. It does. It does look like a thing that would have been in <laughs> in one of those like early '90s Batman movies. Yep. I did kind of envision it smaller. See, it was pretty big for it. But uh, hey, I mean, if they're good luck, they can come back. There's maybe in like a different parking lot. Uh, can somewhere we, else can we get the Paranormal there? Cirque for the playoffs? Yeah, undefeated with them. What an accomplishment. But Ben, that's soccer stuff. We're jumping in too early. Yeah. What were you into this week outside of soccer? Um, I'm going to disregard that last part because it is soccer. I want to talk about that. I got to go to the Gold Cup matches up in Cincinnati today, um, um, this, this past Sunday after the, the the racing in Louisville City match. And look, I'm not like a big follower of the international game, but I do now have a much better appreciation for it. Um, it was just a fun day there. You had the two matches. The first is Guatemala and Jamaica, and then that and then following that was the U.S. and Canada, and. My God, the Guatemalan fans showed up like they filled the stadium. There were like hundreds of them standing outside the stadium, just like looking in, like watching, like trying to see what they can. They had they were cooking food and stuff on the side of the road. Vendors selling Ooh. like kits and stuff. Uh, they got a half experience. I really did. And they were like, like everybody like had a flag and they were like truly into it. Like you see on TV and I've never like. I've never experienced it like that in North America. So I'm a big Guatemala fan now because that was electric. That was a lot of fun. Fortunately, oh, they I didn't. That I was real good too. It looked good. We were, yeah, we were, we were running a little late. So we were getting in there and into the stadium, but um, man, that place would have exploded if Guatemala scored. That's my, that's, that's the one downside. They didn't score. Mm. So we didn't get all that. So that was fun. And then um, yeah, after that, it, the crowd changed over to, to pretty much mostly U.S., a lot of Guatemalan stayed and, and cheer on the U.S. And um, I mean, it was a thrilling match. It, you know, we got extra time. They went to penalty kicks. It was a uh, it was a pretty wild experience. And you um, picked a good one. I did, yeah. So I'm, you you know, I'm to not going to become you like got a, to see Matt Turner do hero stuff. I did, yeah. It was pretty cool. Uh, so I'm not going to be like I'm not going to be like an uh, a rabid like U.S. national team follower, but like anytime like any national team games are around, like I'm definitely going to go. Like it was awesome. I highly encourage you to go if, uh, if you ever get the opportunity, a lot of fun. 
So that's what I'm into this week. Exciting crowds. It's a good one. What are you into, Zach? I got another cartoon. I I have been into Kazazimoto this week, which is it's like a short animation anthology, kind of similar to like Star Wars Visions that Disney Plus had a little like a couple couple months ago. But this one, there's no there's no thing that it's based on. It's just sci-fi shorts, and it's all done by African animation studios. All of the ones I've watched so far have been really cool. I still have to check out that Star Wars Visions one. I remember you bringing that up before. I just still haven't gotten around to watching it. This feels like that, but just sort of sci-fi in general, not specifically Star Wars. What's um What's it on? Like, where, where are you oh, watching Disney it? Plus. It's also on Disney+. Plus. Plus. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. I think I've watched three or four at this point. One of them is absolutely gorgeous. I don't know if you've seen Arcane. It's the League of Legends show. The animation in this short looks a lot like the animation in Arcane. It's like a moving painting. Very cool. It's really nice. Another item to add to my list now. Thanks to watch. Yeah, plus, it's like a nice, because they're all like, you know, 10, 10 to 15 minutes long. They're shorts. So yeah, like a good, you don't have to commit a lot of time to just sit down and watch one. Yeah, I appreciate that. Good deal. Okay. Unlike some weeks past, though, we're jonesing to get to the soccer because it was fun this weekend. Yeah, we had a yeah, we had a good weekend. We'll do the racing game first since it happened first. So racing Louisville versus Kansas City, who I... I think is now, if anyone is asking, like, hey, I want to see racing win a game. What game should we pick to go to? I think it's going to be Kansas City is the recommendation because racing has Kansas City's number. I think it's what it's like the best record they have against any team in their in their short franchise history. So a uh, 2-1 win at home. Right. It was at home, right? I My memory is very bad. It, it was home. Did you not? Oh. It, I'm assuming that means you weren't able to actually go. <laughs> Uh, just had a really good time. The eight o'clock look. If Chuck has a long day, the eight o'clock games can be a bit tough to make it to. I figured as much. Yeah, a rough start to the game for racing. De- definitely oh, man, yeah. dug a hole of their own making uh, early. I mean, I, of mostly bad luck, but to give up a penalty kick on a clearing cleared ball in unintentional handball is a rough way to <laughs> start a game off. Man, it's it's harsh. It's not wrong, technically, but it's it sure is harsh. Like we we spoke we spoke a little bit before the game. Like it's not that that was the incorrect call, but that's like a letter of the law versus intention of the law like thing. Like clearly, when we made the handball rule, the intention was not to give away free goals to teams where someone accidentally has the ball hit their hand on a clearance. Like yeah. no advantage was gained <laughs> through through that penalty occurring. Uh, That's like one of those one in a million freaks uh, situations. That was just Uh, so unfortunate, so deflating. And especially like in the beginning of the match, like, man. But I was, I needed a rebound because I was feeling so bad from the last one. Then that they gave us that PK. I'm like, Oh no. I mean, they rebounded really well though. Because basically from that moment on, it was all racing that wrestling. They were, but it it didn't happen immediately because the uh, one the one thing I'm I'm actually still a little mad about this was the uh, was the no goal the the VAR disallowed goal. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that? Do you feel that that VAR made the right decision with that one? I forgot we got we got absolutely screwed by the handball rule twice. You, I was <laughs> I was so happy about coming back and winning the game that I completely forgot that I was angry about that. 
I I mean, like, I definitely don't see how on because we I, you can correct me here if I'm wrong, but we on the broadcast have the same angles available to them in the bar review. Correct? Do they have do they have views that we don't have? It's my understanding. Anytime I've seen bar implemented, it's always kind of been what what everybody has available. Yeah. So that's that's and my understanding for sure. Based on well. I, I guess it depends on what the call on the field was. Like, in my, in my opinion, if you call that a goal, there's absolutely not enough on the video to overturn that. Now, if it was called like a handball on the spot and then they did the VAR review, on the flip side, there's probably – there's just not a good view of it. It's very hard to uh, – because this is an advantage for me of watching this one on the TV is like – I, I saw what they were looking at and you, you just can't see what happens. Like yeah, the balls on the other side of her, you don't get a clear look. Uh, it definitely looks like her arm is up against her body and she does not move her arm to the ball. Like it just it ricocheted off of the Kansas city players straight into her arm, which was pinned to her side and then into the goal. That doesn't seem like that should be disallowed to me. So a super weird thing about that sequence is that the uh, the referee never actually went to the like the monitors that they're, that they're supposed to like walked up to it. Did they speak to that at all in the broadcast? I'm going to talk out of turn because I don't actually know about it. So there is a video referee that right. they, that they're on the that they have a walkie talkie with. Or, yeah, yeah. I knew she was holding the field ref doesn't, I guess, actually need to watch it that. Like they have a, they have someone they can talk to about it. I, uh, I was under the impression that like with the implementation of VAR, like it's still ultimately it. the, 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 uh, the, the official on the field, like call the VAR person is more of like an advisor, like, yeah. Hey, you should look at this like sort of thing. So that's why I thought it was, we had never saw him walking over. Maybe if we dig into the rules Definitely of the NWSL, there's something weird there, but yeah, just yeah. ultimately I was, I was not pleased about that one. So they got two. You, I, Bad hands dealt to both of those both of those situations. If you look at that, you say, like, what could the player have done differently? In both of those situations, there was nothing that the racing player could have done differently. But I mean, you know, and the rough the thing way- about the the rough thing about the uh the airsig one is it's not very clear on the broadcast, but it, it certainly kind of looks like had it not hit her, it might have been an own goal anyway. Really? Hmm. Which is but, even, which is even hard, like even more harsh. And, and what sucked about this is all this, this stuff. These were like kind of relatively back, back to back early in the match, and it's just so deflating. It's like, man, this has to like be demoralizing to the team. But thankfully, that ended up not being the case at all. Like the team showed heart; they did not let that get to them at all. Yep, only and they battled minutes. back. Yeah, was it was the, outstanding effort. The twentieth minute, right when that. When the goal came finally, yep. That when the yeah when the the one that they counted, the one that counts <laughs> came. Yeah, yeah. Piggy Armstead getting on the score sheet. Way to go! No, and score with their feet too. Not like a, not not kind of not the goal you expect from a defender. It wasn't a like a big, uh, a big header. Like it's a good shot. Yeah. got the putback. Yeah, yeah. I loved it for you. Could see her face lighten up afterwards. And man, did they again? They needed that after uh, after the. Uh, all that sh- the shenanigans at the beginning of the match, and really they they took control and they really never let go. Like it was, I had a hard time to, going back and forth. Like, does Racing Louisville look really good, or does Kansas City look really bad? <laughs> Maybe I mean, both. 
That's a little of both. Oh, yeah. So I did look it up. So racing is six, two, and two against Kansas Kansas City over over the the, the entirety of both of their existences. So if that's not the best record they have, it's gotta be close. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the best record they have. Though. Yeah, I imagine it is. But yeah, happy for Pukiamsa to get the goal. It feels so much better to pull even before halftime. Oh yeah. Uh, on on something like that, especially with having the goal disallowed. It's like you really don't want to let that game keep going later. So I think the earlier you get that equalizer, the better. And and they got it fairly quick. Early in the second, we got um, Monahan's goal, which was a which a pretty great strike. I mean, it was a good pass. I, I think it was Fisher. He's credited with the assist there. I want to give a credit. Like this doesn't show up on the score sheet, but Jalen Howell is the one who really kicked off that entire sequence, and I think really shows one how important she is to the team, but two also how she's important in ways that you're not always going to see just looking at the big stats because she collects like a, a loose ball there, muscles throws her right around like. That that play doesn't happen if she doesn't kick it off. I don't know what it was about this match, but like I was, I heard Jalen talking a lot this one. Like I could hear from my my spot in the second level. I mean, I'm relatively like lower in the second level. I don't normally like hear the players that clearly, but she was being loud, direct in the team. Like she's really, yeah. like really yeah, embracing the leadership there, role. Yeah, and it's funny because she seems like the the impression I got is when she first kind of got like named a, is like the captain. It was. Not hesitancy, but I guess a little nerves or like a little little discomfort at the idea. But man, if that was if that was the case, then she has certainly shed that, and she is uh, she's she's doing a good job in there. I was really I really liked hearing her communicate like that. It has been really great this season to see her grow into the the player we all knew she was capable of being yeah. last year. Um, she definitely like I think has really come into her own. Is like taking on that leadership position in the team um like playing smart uh so yeah she's she's been big for them and then also i i mean one Paige monahan is just having a great season kind of having a career year uh for her mm-hmm. and then great to see fisher uh, i mean this is really the first this world cup sort of period is is going to be her first major minutes for the the season and glad to see her get that off to like a strong start uh like picking up an assist in this game yeah she was actually fought mobs play of the match yeah good showings from the rookie there oh and i did want to mention what i what i so a complaint i had for like the first two seasons of, of racing's existence that this is going to relate back to page my hand uh <laughs> is that uh like players came to Louisville and either played at the level they had played at for other places or worse. There, it was very hard to find examples other than maybe Lauren Malay of players who came to Louisville and, and looked better than they had looked at other places. And to mm-hmm. me, that's always like, that's the sign of a good team and a good organization and like a, a good coach or a good, a good staff is that like, they pick up players and they look better for that team than they look anywhere else. And then when they leave, they don't look as good as they looked there. Like that's a sign of, of good teams. And it just, it makes me really excited to see someone like Monahan come here and, and look, I mean, like she's been around, she's been in the league. She's not like a, a rookie or a brand new player, but she's having like playing some of the best soccer she's played in her career right now here for racing. 
And that's mm-hmm. that's not really a thing we've seen in past years. And I think bodes well for for the organization. Yeah, and thankfully we're not uh, we're not losing her to the uh, to the World Cup stuff. So we still have talent like that playing us through the uh, the Challenge Cup. She's gonna feast in this Challenge Cup. Oh yeah. Now, one thing that blew me away, I didn't I didn't look at the the stats for the racing match in, in, until today. I just kind of slept my mind to do so. I mean, I felt like it was a pretty convincing win, but like twenty seven shots, ten shots what? on target. Like wow. I, I knew it was gonna be like hi like we're we're doing really good we're in the driver's seat but like man that was uh if that is not a franchise record it has got to be close man i'm willing to bet that it is like can't i can't even think of a time where they, another time where they got remo- remotely close to that like I, that's i can that's i i can i cannot think of them having above 20 <laughs> yeah other than this season i think they already had a game above 20 this season now their their XG was only one point eight nine, so I guess it's a lot of lower quality stuff. But still, like they're just generating chances, and I kind of feel like they needed a game like that. They just needed to be like just thoroughly in control. Yeah, I mean they scored two, had one disallowed, which that that wipes it off the XG. Like you don't get any XG for yeah <laughs> for the one disallowed. Uh, and and but I do think the. That Sorry. penalty kick makes the defense look a little worse than it actually was because it, yeah. nothing the defense did resulted in that. It's just like we gifted them 0. 0.8 XG basically. Right. Yeah. I, I would just, I just figured at that shot volume, you would expect it to be higher simply, you know, simply for that. So I just think it, you know, the chances maybe weren't as dangerous as we would like them been, but like, I'm not worried about that because yeah. they just, they just needed to look good out there and they did. They looked, they looked fantastic. And that was the kind of match I needed after blowing that win up in, in Portland and I are Portland, excuse me, up in Seattle. I was feeling so down on the team after that one. That one really got to me. And this I needed this match. I needed a big rebound like this for me to believe again. So thank you for stringing that performance together. That was fantastic. It made me really, want to put really the, the, the sequence of that. <laughs> that's that re, that rain game. And then going straight to this one, I did want to post uh the drake mean of like scoring first uh-uh. uh uh yep. <laughs> giving up the goal first uh-huh <laughs> still a problem so, you need to be able to win games where they where we get a lead but uh great to see like the ability to claw back on a game like this yep especially we, like, um... kansas city is a team you absolutely have to beat at home like there is there's you. There, yeah. You don't deserve to go to the playoffs if you can't get three points out of the home game against Kansas City. Another th- thing, I was, this is a good kind of segue. Is that was that was league very valuable three points that you need in a very tight race, one that we're still very much in in the running for. So that was huge. Yes. But the next few are all going to be Challenge Cup matches. With our next one being the Red Stars coming here, which I mean, like if Kansas City isn't one of the easier teams that we play, the next easier team has to be the Red Stars, right? Like in terms of uh, partially in terms of our record against them. Partially in terms of their record against them, I think that just this season, like the Red Stars is the most favorable matchup you have. Yeah. So we can continue to, to ride that momentum. They get a little bit of break. because And they got a nice cushion in the Challenge Cup too. Because they so far they have a perfect yeah. record. So they, they are in so theoretically, they, right they, I mean, I think if they get the one against Red Stars, then they can kind of like just do weird stuff for the next two, right? Like, cause they're not like must wins, if you will. So if they wanted to experiment a bit or rotate a bit, they would, they would have that option, which it's nice to have the option, even if you don't use it or not. Right. 
Well, and and as far the as the regular category. season standings go, that was an important win because um, San Diego did them a solid by not not winning last weekend again. So they're now, is it two points out of the playoffs, basically? So I mean they're yeah. right they're right in there in the mix now. Yeah, we also have the pride right and the Houston um, pride's right behind us, actually tied with us on points. They just have a worse goal differential. Then Houston Dash is just one point behind. They have a worse goal differential, thankfully. So, I mean, man, thank, things are just real tight. It's tight, yeah. But they're in the mix. Yeah, no, and and yeah, that again, very valuable win, both for the points and would have uh, lost I think the ground momentum had they not gotten three points here. Yeah, yeah. So, positive vibes are back for me in racing. I needed that. Thank you, ladies. A little break in the action for them. That's good. They can rest up and, and whatnot. So, we'll tell you what. Let's... uh. Let's call halftime. Let's go to Please go to bills. our locker rooms, and we'll come back out. Yeah, we'll play our second half, and we'll talk about Little City. Sound good? Sound good. All right, we'll catch you guys on the other side. Welcome back to the Vamos Marauders podcast, brought to you by the State of Louisville Network, Zach. Let's talk about Louisville City versus Loudoun. Yeah. What a win. Yeah, it was a win. Statement. It was certainly three points. I, I seem to recall Coach Cruz was not very excited about that win. He, he was supposed to be press conference. Yeah, I actually, I, I actually haven't got to listen back to it yet, but I know his first comments were, I'm not happy, which <laughs> it makes sense because honestly, the team didn't really look great. I mean, they ultimately did get the job done, but um, a little stressful, to be honest. Like Loudon, they were, um, Loudon came out hungry and they, like, it felt like they knew exactly what we were going to do when they were exploit, like trying to exploit all of our weaknesses and doing so with relative success. And it was so, it was real spooky there for a while. I think I, I I'm going to, uh, sorry, because I, I don't have it in front of me, so I don't remember who said it. But someone someone said that City has had the wins but not the vibes this season. And I think this was the, the, the best example of that. I think the flip side is that, for the most part, racing has had the vibes but not the wins. So they, they got to yeah. swap a little mojo. I, I completely agree with that one, yeah, because, I mean, that's totally the case. Like, yeah, they got the job done, but it wasn't pretty. Um, yeah, they were really exposing us early on, and it forced Coach Cruz to make two, two substitutions, like, what, like 20 minutes early into the match, which is, yeah, super, like, super unusual. 30 to him, like, that's ballsy call, right? Like, because, like, he knows something's obviously wrong, but, like, if you make a substitution that early and it doesn't pan out, then people are just going to be like, then – People think you're maybe you're a little like a little too quick on the trigger or not I making mean, the right calls there. So it's like an awkward it, position to be in. You yeah. really, you typically do not see a substitution that early unless it's a very rare. Degree. But yeah, typically if you're gonna like make a hey, we need to change up tactics substitution, you do it at halftime. So I think yeah, and usually usually it's like one, but but yeah, for, two at the same time very early, like especially taking out like Tyler Gibson who's basically started every game, and then um, Rasmus um, who's been in almost as many as Tyler was, like yeah um early subs which was I thought were really interesting for a minute I, I kept scoping things down like is he going like to back three like change shape or whatnot no I think he was I mean they ultimately like, ended up keeping the same shape it was, kind of, it was uh, positionally it was like for like 
in both of those. Yeah. Because Stellis, yeah, I think it's just Stellis different player profiles. Wing, Serrano, uh, yeah, Mogul for Gibson is like positionally kind of like for like they have different styles of play, but they play the same position. Yeah, Rasmus is it was playing like a little. I mean, low out position. You kind of expect him more like a traditional midfield slot. So, um, I mean, that kind of speaks to him. Tyler just. I mean, man, I'm president of Tyler Gibson fan club, but it was a rough night for us. Like it's, it's very, yeah, I, I mean, I get it. So, um, Carlos Mogul is very much, I like for like with, with, uh, with Tyler. So I'm happy to see him get minutes, but on the flip side, I thought Elijah did really well, particularly in the first half. He created that one shooting opportunity. That was pretty early on. That might even been before the subs basically did the Wilson Harris thing, bullied the guy off the ball and, and just in, was able to take a shot from it love the effort i think he's like i think he's a spark that needs to stay consistently in the lineup so long as he's you know providing that spark yeah, i was I, happy I, with he him. is he is giving them what they have been woefully lacking this season which is some creativity getting forward yep so um but i mean ultimately went in the halftime break it was i mean it felt like an even game but like good. You're gonna, I was gonna say if you're if we're gonna be honest, like Loudon probably was the better team, and they're going to go in the lock, locker room the happier of the two sides, which is very disappointing. You know, we're used to Loudon be this this team you bully. You know, they were an MLS two team. Now they've broken free of that in some capacity, at least. They're 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 such. I mean, they're technically like individually owned now, but I think they still have tight relations with DC. So I don't know what their deal is, but but yeah, it didn't feel good. But thankfully. They're free. They're, they're free now. They're free. If they got a relationship, it's very casual. They are. They are. They're. They are their own they, team now. They have several DC loanies, but yeah, they're their their own entity. But, um, Louisville City looked probably their best in the first half of the second half. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> For about the first they twenty came out minutes, of the half, looking good. The first twenty minutes of the second half or so, because. They start to let Loudon back into it towards the end, but before that, we we got our much needed goal. Nothing too flashy there. Corner kick into the box. It, it gets back out to to Cam, who just kind of fires it through the traffic and scored. But man, did you see how much that meant to him? Like, did you see his face and his reaction? Like, he he needed that confidence needed, boost. Yeah. It's been it's been a rough stretch for for him. Yeah, so I'm 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 thrilled that he was able to get that. Hopefully, get his they get that monkey off his back and he can start scoring regularly again. But uh, yeah, clearly meant a ton. Getting that getting that first one in a while, and then then the rest come. Yeah, I got to get those goals flowing. But um, really, like not like a ton after that. Like I said before, I felt like Loudon kind of climbed back into the match a bit. I think we were still the better side for the remainder of the second half. I kind of felt like Louisville did the absolute bare minimum they needed yes. to win that game and, and nothing yes. more. <laughs> yeah. It, it, Which doesn't it, feel it, good against the team as low in the table as Loudon. Yeah. And I mean, that's this is the kind of team we expect and we like this is the one where we, we score multiple goals, right? And like where we, we get our mojo back. But wasn't I mean, this to is be... a team if you want to go on a playoff run, you gotta be able to bully a team like this. Exactly. Exactly. And and we didn't do that. And like I said before, I knew Coach Cruz pretty much immediately came out and said that he wasn't happy, and I don't blame him. He's been he's been very patient and understanding of of his team. You know, he started out like particularly in the goal scoring front. 
you know, very much not worried. The goals will come. And I don't blame them at all for that. I believe, I, you know, I believe that too. And then it, the tone starts to change. Now the point is like, he's like, these guys got to step up pretty much. Like, <laughs> like a, a one, no, win. like we, we can't be, you can only be trust the that. process for so long. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at a certain point, like, like something else has had to change. So I, I appreciate his, his balance in managing that, right? Like he's, he still has his manager hat on, but he can also understand where they're coming from having been a former player, especially so recently. But um, yeah, I mean, still things to figure out with this squad. I mean, defensively, they're, they're looking fine. This one is a little fluky of a match as far as possession and chances created for, for loud, which ultimately they didn't create that much. Their XG is only 0.58. We got 1.84. Honestly, it feels a little high for Louisville, if we're being honest. Yeah, a little bit. But like, that's Basically, solid. That's, that's like a... It's a good defensive game. Probably would have liked to see against a team like Loudon a little more on the offensive side. But like it's a solid. That my my metric is always like uh, for a great team, I like to consistently see more than one goal difference between XG four and XG against. It meets that criteria. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it just doesn't feel. It didn't. It didn't feel decisive. Yeah. This this wasn't the. Uh the confidence boosting game that it, that it could have been, you know, especially since this next match we're, we're heading into Pittsburgh. I'm sure this will, will come after this will be released after we've played Pittsburgh at home on Wednesday, but like, you know, it'd been really nice that you, you beat up on Loudon a bit. Nice, like three nil win or something. Confidence is high. They can go in that Pittsburgh game ready to, to get all three. Not quite there. So, um, it's, be interesting to see what happens you know they'll have wrestlers i'm, I'm sure that, on wednesday though they're gonna crush pittsburgh did you say wrestlers yeah no that's saturday that's for the that's for the, uh, the mexican oh, friendly it's the 15th i can't count days right can i yeah and yeah. i'm uh i'm gonna be out of town so i'm gonna miss that and i'm devastated oh no they finally brought wrestlers to the to the yeah to the soccer game and ben's not gonna make it yeah i'm going to washington dc to like sightsee and stuff so that's gonna be it's, it's at least it's a fun thing but like i'm a little disappointed by that i can't yeah. believe we've made it this far without mentioning the the vantage point you got to watch the game from uh you were not in your usual seats for this past yeah. game were you i was not i donned the headset for the first time and i did the color commentary on espn 680 105.7 i can't they, i can't Jeff believe Hilbert. they brought you on for color i'm the funny one <laughs> I just have to throw out facts and observations and whatnot. <laughs> and uh, Jeff said I did good. My mom and dad said I did good. So I think uh, that's, that's pretty that like general consensus, right? <laughs> None of them would have lied to my face. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a really cool experience. Like I it was it was a lot of fun. I honestly really wasn't like that nervous like I thought I would be. Well, I mean, and I don't like know. Whole... It was like, but yeah, I mean you've. You've been on the radio for a full year, so it's not a huge. Yeah, but I, but it, it it does feel different though. You're calling like a live match. I don't know. It just it I mean, felt it like it was a, always it live felt like something when different. we were on the radio. <laughs> but like a, like an actual like game, you know, yeah, like a good point. We're we're talking based off of what's happened. You're not like you don't like I can't like pre-write what's going to happen in match. So it was kind of different, a little I nervy mean, for I've, me. But I, I have heard a lot of color commentators that do a lot of pre-writing. <laughs> I don't want to I say mean, you like, can't do that. As far as like what's going to happen. You can't I mean, do that and be a good commentator, but you could definitely do that. Yeah. So, I mean, 
overall, it was, a, it was a really cool, fun, unique experience. And I feel like, you know, I'm at the age when, when you, when you're doing something really cool and it's like kind of like a core memory sort of thing, something you're going to remember for a real long time, you can rec really recognize it in the moment. And that was, that was what it was for me. It was really, it was really special and fun. I was really feeling myself after it. Nice. <laughs> I, was, I was pretty, I was pretty pumped when I went home that night. I was just hanging out watching TV afterwards. I'm like, yeah, that was cool. So, <laughs> so it was, a, yes, it was a fun time. I enjoyed it. And um, I got some positive feedback on Twitter and whatnot. So for all those that, that said something, appreciate it. That's good. Cool time. So I guess usually positive the feedbacks are for threads. <laughs> yeah. I, I like threads. I'm ready for threads to catch on and, and, and take over Twitter. I'm ready to leave Elon in the bird app. All There's right. You want to move on from this fixed. disappointing game and talk about some fun news? Very exciting news. Yeah, Very exciting I, do. News. I do. Very exciting news that I think will only disappoint me in the long run. Hope not. Hope not. <laughs> I've lived life for too long to to know that <laughs> that this will not this will end with anything other than me being very disappointed. So what we are alluding to is, is actually right before we got on the record, it came out that um, the USL is having some sort of vote on potentially implementing ProRel amongst the USL ranks, which is kind of something we knew that was like floating around. It has like, been like talked about. There's never been a specific like we are having the vote and the next meeting yeah. on it it's now, always just now, been a topic for discussion i will say somebody post it, it was behind a paywall of the athletic um and somebody to post a, a fraction of it and so it, there's a little more context than just hey they're voting on pro rel i guess the context is it's it's kind of a gauge the interest sort of vote and not it was so, a pretty like, like it the timeline that they gave though was not like uh we're just going to dip our feet to be interesting timeline because it was it was league restructuring in 24 and then ProRail in 25, which is like a pretty quick timeline. Right. No, I, I hear you on that. But like the, like in the actual article itself, it's like, well, this isn't like actually a vote to implement. It's, like more a, it's so a non-binding like, vote. It's a, it's a vote yeah. of intention or whatever. Like, hey, are you like pretty much like, hey, guys, put your hands up if you're like serious about this. Yeah. Like, we don't know the details, but like, are you actually serious? Because before I think it's just kind of been like, you know where they're standing around the water cooler between their meetings at their big like league yeah. summit. They're like, you know, it'd be cool. I just mean if they were like, oh, it's our it's our goal to maybe do pro L by twenty thirty. That's like a oh, like we're just keeping it on the right. That twenty twenty five is a is a quick turnaround. Like that's a, that, that's that a serious timeline. And when the I, and again the, per, the the source was anonymous because they weren't supposed to let this out apparently, but um, they pretty much like they're very transparent. They're like in the long run, we can't compete with MLS, which we all know and i'm glad that they realize that as well they're like they pretty much said that they need to be able to offer something different they have and, to be different like you you have to you have to be able to say like this is the thing that makes us different but and the other kind of part of that is they were um was the mention of getting getting one of their leagues is um a part a d1 status so on the same footing as mls okay so so we discussed this a little before and because one of the i couldn't see it because it was paywalled and i i I'm I'm a bad I'm a bad journalism uh they don't offer because I don't I don't pay for the athletic. Was it was it the athletic? Yeah, don't yeah. worry. I mean they don't put enough stuff on the USL uh, and then I don't like but, Meg that much. So so it because it, it the tweet mentioned that it was because it was two things. They're restructuring the league to add to make it three professional leagues rather than two, which it currently is. So it would be three professional leagues. Two is semi pro. Huh? 
because League Two is semi-pro. Yeah, League Two, League Two is semi-pro. So technically, it's just League One and the Championship that are professional. Um, so as a part of doing this, like the 2024 change was restructuring and and adding a third professional tier, and then 2025 I think was pro rel. And I had asked, I, I had mentioned that a thing I've always found interesting uh, is that they. They were very specific with the name they chose when they when they did this whole like league retool because uh, they did not call the league that Louisville's in the USL Premier. They called it the USL Championship, which in they've copied all the names from England, which I don't I don't love. Uh, mm-hmm. But in England, the Premier League's the top one, the Championship's the second, and then it's League One and League Two. So they've they've got Championship, League One, and League Two, but they don't have a Premier. So I was curious if what they meant by add a third tier was like add one up or are they going to make league two I, pro or, or add one down? My uh, assumption is, is that they would just kind of essentially rebrand the USL championship and push all the people currently in that up or at least some of them. I bet some people get so that. Will, that will become the USL premier. Pretty much. Yeah. I bet, I bet it thins down. Maybe how I would think. Field. Yeah. Maybe we have smaller pool of clubs. Um, and that and, is like a, we are setting up to challenge for a D one status at some point yeah which wise. which uh, which i'm not against obviously mls is uh is not going to be too thrilled with that one but um it's gonna be really interesting to see how how it all like pans out I'm, I'm excited i i i, I'm, I wanted that try, i wanted to happen so bad and not even so the d1 stuff is whatever it is i'm just excited yeah. about having the pro rail even if it stays exactly d2 d3 yes uh d4 because i just it makes the league more interesting. And, and, and the thing that I would like to, I, I, it's hard. I, <laughs> we have a little bit of a platform, so I guess I can get out of here. A way that I would like to like people to think of it, rather than thinking of it's like, oh, if we lose, we are getting kicked out of our league. I, I like to think of it as the whole USL system is one big league. And the way you do your schedule for the season is that all the top teams play each other in the top division, and then the middle group of people play each other in the middle division, and then the lower group of teams play each other in the lower division. And so don't think of it as like, if we lose, we're out of our league. If you lose, you are in the same league. You're just playing in a different division next season. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's like a, that's a much less like life or death way to conceptualize it. Now, are you are you talking in terms of getting relegated? Yes. Okay. Right now, around. now this could. I mean, I you know I don't think that it's really especially in this U of because in the USL it is all one entity. So yeah. you're really moving about divisions in the USL. You're not right. You're not getting kicked out of your league. Now, um, here's the thing though: is that I don't think that we ever have a chance of going down. But if we do, I guess the silver lining to that is is you get the excitement of going up. Yep. which would be a very, very kind of cool And if you're experience. going down, that means you were the bottom of the league. And so the question I always ask is like, would you like to have another season of also being the bottom of the league next year? Or would you like to go down to a league where you're pretty good and get some wins? <laughs> which yeah. I would rather get some wins. I would rather, I would rather watch the team rebuild in a way where they can win games than just watch them suffer at the bottom of the league for several seasons. Exactly, yep. So, and especially... Yeah. This is not like a an England situation where there's like a vast difference in the 
like amount of money the teams make between the top division and the second division, there is not a big enough gap between league one and the championship currently to really be worried about like, Oh, if we go down to league one, we'll never be able to compete again. And we'll be missing out on so much money. It's like, it, the attendance is a little lower in that league. Uh, the players make a little bit, if we're honest, like not that much less <laughs> in league one. Uh, I, I, I think it's actually, it's set up to actually be able to work better than it works in some of the European leagues where yeah. I think the top division has gotten too big and, and, and it sort of hurts the system. It, it, it works a lot better if there's like a smaller difference between the di- yeah. divisions. Basically, you're not going to need parachute payments in, in America. Yeah. When a team goes down, the money to keep them afloat so they just don't totally financially collapse. Like, because when a Premier League team goes down, like Louisville City gets relegated, they're not going to have to be worrying about how to pay Messi next season. But, but here's the thing like, Louisville City, I feel like, has set themselves up where they're always going to eat first. Right. So we're going to be one of the few teams that, like, we probably have the most reason to worry the least about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, on the flip side of that, I uh, boy, it's going to be a private vote, so we'll never know. I would, I would love, I would love to have that vote be public so that we can name names for who votes against it. I, I got a feeling that soccer holdings is a no on the plan. I'm not holding every, my breath on that. Every one, yeah. vibe I get from that ownership group, with that's that's going to be a no it's, from them. It's, to me, it's more so about their positioning, right? Like they like. They have more. I think, to, in more their to opinion, it would only be able to hurt them, which is basically like the entire MLS position on it. Is that right. it, all, all it will do will hurt, hurt me? I think they yeah. don't factor in that, like, like a rising tide rises all ships. That, uh, yeah, you have the chance of going down, but also if your league is more interesting and you have more people following it, it's better for everybody. Yeah, I, I'm hanging on to uh, on to hope that it's that that they view it as a like league wide sort of like call, right. To make the league more attractive as a whole, because if there's more people watching these other matches and there's more people talking about it, like that, that'll help Louisville city continue to catch on more within our market. So yeah, again, I wish there public votes, probably not going to find that out, but I'm just really curious to see how this pans out. I'm excited about the prospect of, of pro. All, all of a sudden, there's going to be some really interesting storylines to watch on the, at the bottom of the table each year, and you're going to find yourself tuning into some more uh, USL matches. Well, like we've brought this up on the podcast before, but like there's a like a bunch of the League One teams are genuinely fun, and and it would be nice to have like the good ones come up and you get to play them next season. Can you imagine us being able to play Lexington in the regular season? You get to play home yeah, possibly get play Lexington. That's another thing is like, you know, I don't want to get relegated, but if we're going down and we're in the league with Lexington, like that's a fun thing that you get the next season from that. That is very also, much like I redeeming point quality. Out that when Louisville joined the USL, it was division three. So it's not, not the end of the world. Like it, 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 it would have them going to the level of, uh, of soccer, division they they officially were in when they joined the league so yeah and i um, feel like this conversation plus, has been floating around for a while so it's not like coming out of nowhere for them like they've they've had time to process like this is going to probably be happening almost certainly i am curious though just thinking about it like how many teams that just doing a quick like head count 
I do not count enough teams for like three full leagues well, currently. I, I feel like fact, you need to add you, a couple teams. You get a factor and there's like, there's like six more teams joining over yeah. the next few years. You got like New Orleans. Uh, there's that Jacksonville team. Um, Milwaukee's getting a still team. still a thing? Are they, are they ever going to join? Queensboro? Yeah, no, they, they're going die? to MLS, they're going to MLS next okay. if they if they happen at all. So they're a non-factor. Um, I know I'm missing some other ones, but there's like a handful of teams. A joined I think there were a couple between league one the teams. levels. Yeah, yeah, some of them are league need, one championship. I feel like you need sixteen per division to really make that feel like a a full season. Yeah, yeah, and 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 who knows? It's possible that part of the sales pitch. We're getting more teams in the next few years might be the fact that they're getting pro well. So you might see a few yeah, more. You joy, might like, draw some things. You could definitely see. I, I don't know how league two is going to factor into this, but probably there are some league two teams that some people would be interested in putting more money into if the, like if you could bump them up to, to league one. Oh yeah. I bet um, it will draw like it could draw investors that aren't already part of the USL ecosystem. Just think of the whole Rexham story. You can do that in the U S now. And you could buy like has anyone Lego called Ron Reynolds? For, yeah, you could go buy uh, uh some some trash. Can we get team. Ryan Reynolds to give a presentation at the league meeting before the vote? Man, he could buy one of those. Like that would like a cost of one of those teams would probably be next to nothing for him. And the fact that it could get promoted up into theoretically potentially a a D one level or uh, um team like that's. Yeah, I think it could draw. I could draw like just the concept of it existing could draw in some some money to the existing ecosystem. So, it helps yeah, man, there's a lot to think too. about here. Probably though. raises their profile a bit because oh, yeah. it gets them in line with what a lot of people are accustomed to internationally. Yeah. Like that could draw in at least a little bit of interest. I I, I totally agree. Totally agree on that one. So, I just man, I, I'm excited. I I hope I'm not disappointed. I'm stoked. I want to see it. Yep. So. All right, man. Well, did we have any other pieces of information that we interview? Anything else we want to talk about? New billboard on Frankfurt for racing is really cool. I wanted to shout that out. Oh yeah, you you live near that, so you've probably driven past that too. But it's the uh, all of the racing players that are playing in the World Cup. Uh, yeah, it's a neat neat shout like, out. Yeah, I like how the club is is leaning into the fact that they're an international club and they have all these players playing in the World Cup. Like that could be like a clicking point for, well, I for mean, six people players, in the city check it out i mean six players five of them are pretty much guaranteed they are going to be the usual starter in their position on their teams and mm-hmm. demello's on team usa which is like the most visible women's soccer team in the country so yeah, yeah i'm excited it's going to be a yeah. fun world cup i i was just telling my wife like this is the most excited i've been for a world cup because like th- especially the that the group stage i have so many teams with a rooting interest in now that there there's pretty much always going to be a game i care about on um unfortunately because it's in new zealand and australia it's not going to be on at the most watchful time of day yeah (laughs) gonna be Uh, watching a lot of recaps yeah, suboptimal timing, but uh, I hope that there's a World Cup boost for uh, for racing, especially as they oh, there will you know, as they push through the Challenge Cup and push. Can we call some shots. What is uh, it? I'm gonna call it. De- just Demello being on the team, I say I think racing gets over ten thousand fans at a game 
after the World Cup's over for the first time. I would venture to say if DeMello has like a good tournament and gets more playtime than we're expecting, like if she really like has a breakout performance, I, I say they sell out a game. Really? Yeah. That's I awesome. I hope that's definitely. true. I don't I I don't know if I share the same level of confidence of being that big, but I I I think there would definitely be well, some positive. I don't think it's like I said, I think if she has a breakout tournament, like I, I don't think that's that's a, a given because yeah. it's like it's a deep roster. She's going to be fighting for minutes, but yeah, that's uh, that's I mean that's the dream. Like I don't think enough people in this town recognize what we have. Like a a world class athlete that loves it here. That is like that is started here. She is, I mean, she is racing. Like Multiple she's on the US national team now. Love it here. Yeah. I'm specifically talking about Savannah Demel, though. She can be by far the the biggest draw. So let's hope let's hope all of our players do well over there so it can help translate to to positivity for racing. Plus, we'll and have think, fun challenge cup games the whole time while it's going on, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that, think, that's the goal. I think like attention for soccer is just attention for soccer. And so even though they're going on at the same time, I don't I don't think the World Cup detracts from the games that are going on at the same time. I think it just no. adds to them. I, I think if anything, they'll probably get an attendance boost in those challenge cup games just from people are gonna see the World Cup on TV and be thinking yep. of soccer and like go check out a game. So. Exactly. People who literally never spend any time thinking about soccer at all, it's now in their brains a little bit more than it used to be so all right ben we we have yapped up enough enough of these people's week yeah we'll we'll let them go thank you guys so much for tuning in we really appreciate it rate like review subscribe thumbs up i don't know whatever else you do and send the team <laughs> angry mass messages demanding a tv at the playground yes help help zach in his fight for viewership the on the playground join his ranks he might make t-shirts if there's enough of you I might make patches. I'm into patches now. <laughs> there we go. Very good. All right. We're letting you guys go. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week. Hopefully, we're talking about a bunch of other wins. Fingers crossed, right? Go Louisville City. Let's go racing. Take care. Bye, y'all. say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.